<laughs> Hello with my D. Rudko styled introduction. Thank you, Jake. You always um, have to scream. Why do you do that? I always do because it's because you get to the say the music is very loud. No, because you get to say you always scream, and I think it's kind of cute the way we introduce. Hello, and welcome to Rockstar Podcast, episode zero two one. It's amazing. Yeah, let me tell you something. Sewage water, not my day today. I'll leave it at that. As I take a sip. <laughs> yes. Is that brown water? Uh, speaking of uh, brown That's water, uh, Tony, how are you? <laughs> Phenomenal. I don't know, My shirt brown. is brown. Thank yes, you. Your shirt is brown. Move along. Yes, I'm good. Thank yeah. you, Lorenzo. How are you, actually? Uh, I'm fine. Oh, we'll I'm get all... back to that, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm frazzled, but I'm fine. <laughs> all right, I'm frazzled, but I'm fine. It's okay. Um, Fresh from Keyport Springs? I don't talk until I ask, until I say something to you first. Then you can talk. You know how this goes. Do not Mariano, how are you today? I'm doing, I'm excellent. Yeah, yeah. I was a little. I've been yeah, a little stressed out the last. Yeah. I'm doing great. Yeah, I've been a little stressed out the last month, but uh, you've been stressed out the last five podcasts. I know. I think so. I think I'm just in a general state of stress. I told my wife the other day. Yeah, <laughs> just expect. What, wait, wait a second. You're stressed, and you told your wife what? I told my wife, mm-hmm. listen, just expect that I'm going to be in a general state of stress for the next six to twelve months. After that. I might be dead. I'll either be dead or happy. So, <laughs> okay. I'd be, I'd be something ha- to look forward to, sweetheart. Uh, on behalf of Gina, Mariano's wife, uh, I will always stand up for her because Mariano talks a big game. But I've been in the same room as the two of them, and Gina rules the roost. She does. <laughs> yeah. well, isn't that the way it's supposed to be? Yeah. No. Well, no. That's just the way we make it out to be. Um, hey, there's somebody else. Hey, here. you want to talk to Karen? Talk to Karen. Want, no, we're not, we, we called her already on a podcast. Uh, thank you. Uh, there's someone else here, Mariano, as you drink on your Poland Spring water. Um, and I and I think you know this person. Oh, well, I do I, too. I do him. I do know you him do very him? well. <laughs> Which do be you be? Okay, go ahead, please introduce I, our guest. I would like to introduce D Rudko from Amercon. Uh, D is a longtime friend and business associate, uh, and uh, what can I say? I love the guy. Awesome. Thank you very much. Welcome. Very, uh, Welcome, happy to D. be here. We apologize for the way we behave in public. <laughs> uh, it's also awkward when Mariano is introducing D. He's looking at me like we're on Merv Griffin show and I'm introducing him. <laughs> I did catch that. I let it yeah. go. No, he's, he, he, <laughs> well, you know, this is, this is a podcast. There's no... Well, no I like visuals. to tell people visuals. what we see. We are human and we can see each other. Yeah, so. it's fortunate. That's yes. all right. We're on podcast. So, D, how much did uh, Mariano uh, bother you about coming out to this podcast? Actually, I've been waiting for an introduction um, to come and do this podcast for a long time now. I've been That's actually awesome. giving him digs. I offered to pay money. Like, the whole <laughs> I didn't know was. about this. I would, I would yeah. have taken donations to the... Oh, I got, I got something out of it. I got to tell you, D, you, you, for the you said that cigar. exactly the way Mariana wrote it down for you to say. That was excellent. <laughs> Very well done. Um, so... I feel like we haven't been in a podcast circle in a while, although it's probably because we did two like really quick Fast and Furious, and then we were able to kind of let up. Well, we had uh, we had some big time stuff going on. We yes. had we had Red, but that was which m- was the live one two months ago, two two episodes ago. Yeah, and right. the last one was Sunny, which was a really big guest for us to have. Right with Wedding Wire, uh, with Wedding Wire. So right. so we haven't had the intimate. Uh, yeah, so to speak. Uh, I setting. have not pulled my pants down in a podcast in probably like twelve. <laughs> I'm wearing sweatpants. Anything is possible. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Mariana, so, what did you get me into? <laughs> I assure welcome, you, it's welcome. it's entertaining. Don't worry, D. Wait till we get to the end when we do apps and hazing. That's gonna be great. Apps? We're doing apps today. <laughs> hazing apps. Well, come on, Tony. We're not new here. You're gonna look at about five minutes, and I'm gonna look too. Um, no, we're gonna have a really good app. Each of us. I know it, Mariana. Fuck you. You're not gonna have an app. <laughs> D. What do you? Well, is that the first swear? Oh, yeah. yeah it comes out naturally. Sorry. Um, what's your gig? 
What's my gig? Uh, well, I play music on the side. No, I'm kidding. Well, I'm not, uh, bass, you know, like the me. hair, the, the whole variety. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Maybe like a B-52s cover band style music. It's, it's possible. It's possible. I have no hair, D. I'll say whatever I want. I have no hair. Go ahead, please. Uh, I'm the CEO of Amercon. We're a technology company. Um, what we do is predominantly work in the managed services uh, realm. We essentially, uh, companies outsource their IT to us, and we basically own their IT headaches um, through uh, providing uh, the managed services product that we have, which is called ODS Managed Services. Um, it's five things. It's uh, 24 by 7 monitoring and administration. It's uh, help desk, both uh, remote and on-site. It's um, the third thing is vendor management, you know, ma managing third party software vendors as well as uh, your internet lines and things of that nature. And then uh, the fourth being security. So not only your, your servers and your infrastructure, things like uh, keywords like firewalls and spam filtration, but also down to the desktop. Um, the fifth uh, piece is backup and disaster recovery. Okay. So we're backing up servers uh, all the way down to the laptops, the PDAs, um, as well as off-siting those backups so that we can provide a layer of disaster recovery for companies as You're well. You're using big words like disaster and recovery. It's crazy. You, I, I just learned them like the, last <laughs> week. <so. laughs> and I, I get, I, I, Mariano is actually paying me a dollar for every time I, I use a big word. So. Okay, excellent. Um, so those are big words. Now, I'm asking you this. If business sizes, do you deal with even small businesses? When I say small business, like a couple of employees, if they just want to have that backup? Yeah, absolutely. The, um, you know, the sweet spot for us is, is uh, companies that are from 10 to about 75 without an IT staff. Okay. Um, but um, you but know, even we, 10 isn't like large. So, I mean, obviously. No, right. Okay. So, um, you know, and then we have clients that are much larger than that. And we have clients that are a lot smaller than that. So we're... we're uh, where we're a fit is um, even if they don't fit within the 10 to 75, as long as uh, a client um, understands that technology is an integral part of their day-to-day -day operations, um, they're going to want to hear what we have to offer. Okay. And it, it's, a, it's a potential fit. And what about even like a person, uh, do you not want to, like, do you not deal with personal use? Well, if it, they have like, like I'm a one-man shop, if yeah. I wanted to. As a matter of fact, um, We're more it's, of a headache. It's, a, it's a part of the business that I'll, I'll never walk away from. Um, when we first started, uh, we opened up in, in Keyport and we had walk-ins. Uh, we, we did, sure. um, you know, the uh, residential, you know, calls and what have you. Um, we don't claim to, you know, compete with like your Best Buys and what have you. It's not uh, a focus of, of okay. the the company, but absolutely, if somebody walks into our office in Matawan uh, and brings in a computer. Uh, we we probably service um, a couple dozen machines okay. a week. Hmm. So you're not actively searching, but you are not going to turn around. Plus the fact that you don't know that one person shop may be a 15 person shop in two years too. Well, it's funny that you say that. Uh, you know, one of our uh, top five clients today um, started out as a walk-in. You know, um, mm -hmm. somebody came in and uh, needed work done on their PC. We did a great job. Uh, we do the same job for residential as we would for business. Business just get, happens to get a little bit more technical and needs, you know, higher expertise that we have. Um, and, uh, you know, lo and behold, about a year later, you know, uh, actually two years later, we're building out a trading floor in Jersey City. Um, you know, of 150 traders. Okay. Uh, so you never know where the networking is going to come from or, or where the referrals are going to come from. Okay. Is Mariano a client of yours? Is Mariano a client Let's of mine? Let's get awkward. We, we, um, <laughs> we do a lot of work 
together. Okay. Um, I, I would say that we're that we're partners um, for sure. Uh, we collaborate on a lot of projects. Okay. Um, we actually, uh, I consider uh, Mariano a, a, a branch, really, of our of our business. Um, we do support, so um, people think you know IT, you know web development, and all that is is uh, a part of the same you know realm, but it's really it's not. Right. Um, uh, so we outsource those types of projects and collaborate with Mariano to do that type of work. Okay. And you say his name correctly. His uncle will be very happy. Awesome. <laughs> because I say, Mar- I'm the Guinea and I say Mariano. And Uncle, I, I uncle Momo over there doesn't like the way I say it. Um, okay. Not a thing. Uh, you know, he's... he's, he's I'm uh, married to an Italian, so... Yeah, okay. he's, mar- he's married to an Italian. Well, those must be some interesting yeah. arguments. Ukrainian to Italian back and forth. Nobody, <laughs> yeah. nobody understands it anything. It's pretty wild, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Right, so the, we're, the, there's violence and very stubborn uh, positions in the argument. Yeah. I, do you want to hear a funny story, though? His wife. Are you going to tell it? I am going to tell okay. it. Well, this is There's a first for everything. Let's go. Uh, we went to, uh, I went to a birthday party at, at D's son's birthday party. What was this, about a year and a half ago, right? Yeah, probably, probably, probably even close two, to two. Yeah. So, and, um, which he comes to all the parties. Just I come to all the, the parties. We, we struck, I struck up a conversation with his father in law and come to find out that his father in law's father, his father, his father in law is from the same town as my father. In wow. Italy, and this town. When I Newark. tell you, when I tell you, this town is only about three thousand people, yeah. and it's in the mountains in Italy. And sure. I've what is the name of the town? Letto Manopello. Okay, thank you. It's a much longer name than it's than bigger the than the is. town itself. Right. And as a matter of fact, to take that further, um, his family, my father-in-law's family, uh, that still lives there. I think repaired the roof of yep. one of Mariano's family members' houses. My, so, my parents, my parents have a house in that town, and yeah. your father, your father-in-law's family p- repaired the roof. You guys were meant to be. A, <laughs> that, that's what we You're always say, be. right? The connection is the love story. I just want to know which one of the three of us is Whoopi, which one is Joy Behar, <laughs> and I, I'm not going to be the crazy hot Republican chick. But yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Hasselback. She, she should just be. Yeah, who and there's she the is. other. There's the other uh, lady. Uh, I can't remember her. The comedian right. chick. Uh, anyway, well, that's wonderful. Yes, and um, thank you so that's much. That's a good for that. story. Yes, <laughs> uh, I'm glad to share the podcast. You talked about uh, backing up data and stuff like that. Yeah, and only because this is on a smaller scale with businesses, stuff like Carbonite, like where sure. you can do backup. Like, sure, I, I did use it, and I use it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that you would, you know, I, I know obviously you want them to come to through your door, but like, what do you think overall, just of the concept of it? To me, it looks like it's basically the old school way of just back, of uploading files on FTP, uh, yes. and it just sits there. The, exactly. Right? Um, so it's a great product. I don't have anything negative to say about it. I do have some cautions. Basically, in our product, um, we have uh, an integrated product that works along with our system that actually takes a full image backup of the device, you know, whether it be a computer or a server. The benefit to that is we can actually restore to a dissimilar hardware or just to a brand new hard drive and it'll be exactly the way it was the night before. Okay. Where a Carbonite, you have files. Yep. So you're gonna have your QuickBooks or your Intuit or your pictures. <clears throat> so uh, essentially if you have a crash drive that can't be recovered, you install a new hard drive, you restore the operating system, you run all the patches, you install all your applications, and then you're ready to restore and recover your data. It takes, Mm -hmm. I I signed up with Carbonite and it took a week for it to back up everything, or the first time, Mm -hmm. and once it did it, but the unfortunate part, it was like 60 bucks for the year, which is nothing, but it didn't back up my externals. I had to pay, 
a much higher fee. Yeah. And it's my externals that I worry as much about right, anything. Right. So, yeah, I'm just curious what your take was. So, you know, you kind of have to look at it like this. You know, you're getting you're getting a value for what you're paying. And, you know, the service that we provide, you know, to businesses and, and smaller operations, it, it is going to be more expensive. But the thing is, it's apples to oranges. I mean, we're really, we're identifying what the risks are. You know, does someone just want a file backup or do they really want their entire image to be stored off site? Um, you know, one of the really cool benefits of that is not only that we could restore to a, a new hard drive the same way it was the night before, or we can restore a Dell image backup to an HP. Mm -hmm. um, but what we can also do is take that image and restore it into uh, Amercon's cloud. Okay. And you can actually remotely get into it while you're waiting for a new piece of hardware or what have you. So, it's, so okay, so kind of like almost like with Dropbox, where you can just grab files from another. From no, I'm saying you can actually log into your physical desktop that oh, you were wow. you were logging into the That's night crazy. before at your house, but it's now in the cloud yeah. the same way it was the night before. Okay. So there's a lot of advantages of it, and obviously. Generally, the fit is going to be, you know, the person who identifies that as just being a really important thing to have. And, you know, in business, obviously, you know, sure. we can we can back up a server and restore it into our cloud and get it back up and running in a matter of, you know, four to six hours where normally that process would probably take at least a week just to get new, new hardware. hardware. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, where does a backup company back up? Where does a bet? Uh, does a, how much wood does? Are you using carbonite on the back end? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You're no, an affiliate not. of carbonite. <laughs> no, we have. Um, we're actually. It's pretty cool. We have three data centers. We have one in Connecticut, one in Newark, Delaware, and then one in Matawan. Okay. So uh, depending on some of our clients being compliant and what have you, uh, tells us where, where we want to back up. So obviously, Amercon backs up to uh, Connecticut, some of it goes to Newark, Delaware, just to be away from us. Some of the financial uh, institutions that we do work for need to be 25 and 50 miles away, so then we have to use that as well. And um, no, we, we own and store on our own equipment, so cool. we're not outsourcing any of those pieces. Okay. What's your website, by the way? Amercon.com, that's A-M-R-C-O-N.com. Okay, now I got here a little bit late today, and you guys were having a discussion outside. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. We were. As now you guys talk. about a lot of different. Yeah, that's what I heard. So I'm curious now. I'm going to be part of the audience member and listen to you guys talk about. You guys talk. Oh, that's that's how you're going to unplug just like that. Okay. Wait. Yeah. No, it's actually no. good that you brought that Thank up. You. We were talking about well, we were talking about cigars and we were talking about a lot of stuff and neck injuries and all these things. But we did talk a little bit about mu um, music, about uh, business, and um, it was interesting what what you were saying, Dave, about how you are looking to step back, if you will. From, mm -hmm. from the trenches. I, I use that, you know, lightly, obviously. So that you can take a more bird's eye view, right? And, yeah. you, and ha how you have to, you know, obviously empower and trust and incentivize your employees, etc. So, you know, a, a lot of our listeners are probably on the smaller business side, mm -hmm. much smaller business side. But a lot of them are also in that kind of upper smaller business side where, you know, at some point they are going to have to let go. And we, we've talked a little bit about that on previous shows where mm -hmm. at some point you can't do everything and you have to step back. And at what point, yeah. like we'll, describe the process. And if you could maybe do that from um, get into the, the headspace of somebody who's in a small organization on a much smaller scale, but still in the same situation, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, and, and let me point out first that, um, 
you know, at some point uh, in Amercon's history, it started out with just just one person, right? And uh, you right. know, obviously that was me. So um, as as you grow and uh, stay in tune with what's going on with your business, you go through different phases. And um, when you're reviewing your business goals and and you see these things, you identify them. Um, you know, there's certain uh, phases that you have to go through to achieve some of these goals, or at least I, I had to. And, you know, at the beginning, you know, we started uh, back in uh, 2005, literally uh, just working out of, uh, out of my home, uh, knew that I wanted to start back up a, a company, got my space. And the first thing that I did when I got the first space is I needed to hire people. You know, I mm-hmm. needed to have more than just myself, uh, not only for you know the assistants to be able to um delegate workloads and what have you but also to have historical sense right as well because right. as you hire and fire and what have you however you you transition through the the whole employment realm you know you have to you know you, you want people to be able to train so that you're not that person that's constantly training and doing yep, things yep. So, you know, as time went on, we had the people, we had everything going, we were getting the client list, you know, I, I wore a lot of hats. And eventually, some of those hats um, cut into the business goals. So, you know, for instance, one of the hats was technical, you know, at first, you know, still doing on-site calls and, and what have you. And at some point, I needed to step out of that. That that couldn't happen anymore because it took me away from business development, took me away from ad- administration. And, um, you know, there's only so many hours in the day. Yeah. Now, obviously, back then I was working even, you know, longer hours than, than I do today because, you know, after five, after everybody leaves, that's when you get to play catch up and do all these things till two or three o'clock. That's when you really get to work. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. and yeah, it's so it's, it's like you work two, three shifts sometimes. And, uh, you know, as time went on, I, I did that. The next phase was really bringing in my chief information officer, who is my brother, uh, Taras, uh, having someone ultimately responsible for everything technical, now completely took me out of that picture, which allowed me to concentrate on other things. Mm-hmm. You know, the next thing that I knew that I needed to really structure, and I'm doing business development the whole time, right. was the administrative part. So, you know, we went through a process of really getting in the right person for the back office and administration. Once we got that, you know, and I'm fast forwarding a bit through the years. Um, now that I have those two business units uh, where they need to be, now I can concentrate on business development and really step out of all of those pieces. Yeah. And like you were saying, now I have those business units reporting directly to me. The business unit that I'm responsible for is business development. And instead of the, you know, the, the five foot view, I'm at the 10,000 yeah, foot view, yeah, if you yeah. will, which is just so, uh, it's a lot more powerful. My strength is business development and networking and, and bringing in new business. And every, you know, hour that's taken away from that, the company's not growing. I'm not achieving my goals. So I had to realize that, uh, that that needed to take place. So that's the phase that we're in now. Do you feel as you... As you developed in your infancy, so to speak, mm-hmm. 2005 and 2006, do you feel like you always had that big picture where you would eventually be 
and like almost a, a mental business plan or a physical business plan? Or is it just something that evolved for you that you said, wow, this is doing really well. I have to step back and take care of this and I have to do this. And There's definitely pieces that I didn't realize would evolve. But uh, yeah, for sure. Um, you and know, you have I've, to be ready to, to recognize those yeah. and, and kind of shift your balance. You got to be in tune right? with it. Yeah. You got to be plugged into it. Uh, yes, I definitely had, uh, you know, the original vision is still the vision that I have today. Uh-huh. Um, there's pieces of it that have, have changed. Um, and uh, and then there's there's always the core. And I always saw, you know, building the business. All, all of my core values and, and goals each year are all still going to the same direction, mm-hmm. you know. And um, so, you know, to, to answer that directly, it's kind of probably like a 50-50. Right, you know, right, things are always right. going to change, but... I'm, I'm always curious about that because when you are an entrepreneur or small business, a solopreneur, whatever you happen to be, and you are in doing the nitty gritty, for example, you were, you were making the tech calls, so to speak. Yeah. It's so hard to to keep that that high level vision of where it is that you want to be or what you should be doing, and and we've talked about that. Like it, we've all been yeah. there. You know, I, I this is a my studio is a small business for me, and I'm comfortable with it. But it's it, there's so much going on that it's hard for you to step back and say, where do I go? It is you know, you know as as principles, it becomes very difficult to uh, identify sometimes when you're in that grind as well as make the changes. Right, um, right. That's probably the hardest part it, is to actually make the, the gear shift. Because you're too close to the problem. Right. You know, and that's where delegation comes in. That's where, you know, bringing in other people or partners or what have you comes in. It's uh, a challenge. Yeah. 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 D, uh, how many employees do you have? We have 12. 12 full-time? Yeah. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. How do you handle uh, the dynamics of your relationships? With the answer is you're still the boss. Yeah. But in today's world, especially when you have you know under thirty employees, mm-hmm. you develop relationships with them outside of the work field. Like, do you? Um, it's and it's also difficult. You might want to have a certain way, but then you get to know someone. Yeah. I, I think any person at some point, especially growing a business, uh, you know, from the ground up, you know, there there is a lot of like being in the trenches together and what have you. There's always going to be turnover. So that fixes some of the problems and you get better with every hire. Mm-hmm. You know, we have uh, we have the 12 of us uh, in uh, Matawan and we have about another eight uh, or nine consultants that work for us. Um, most of those consultants, to be honest with you, um, I I might talk to to them directly a, a couple times a year. I, they they're managed by the the other business units. Right. Those. I mean, they're not in the office every day, so yep. you're not developing those relations. Other than Mark Picard, right? I mean, Mark Picard is a whole different person. He still is he working with you still? He's been on the podcast before. That's why I brought him. Up. Well, we actually uh, we actually merged. So Mark works uh, right in our network operations center now. Mark is a is an awesome uh, engineer. And uh, very happy to have him. He's one of the probably the past uh, three or four hires that have been really a big part of the changes uh, and the goals that we're reaching today, which is terrific. So, um, you know, to, to go back now, the people that I that directly have contact with me, we isolate a lot of that. And you have to because otherwise, you know, certain things become distractions. And when I say that, what I mean is any time I need to get involved in something, it's generally going to come through uh, Lynn, our office manager and my assistant. So uh, she manages my calendar. Um, anybody who needs to even make appointments from the outside, they're, they're, they're going through her. Uh, okay. I'm very rarely scheduling my own stuff. Um, so not only inside relationships, but also the outside relationships as well. 
Now, um, anything technical, um, it's going to move up uh, to our support manager, who's uh, Dan. Uh, and then any issues that he has uh, above that is going to Taras. And problems that still need to get uh, to me will come to me from, from Taras. So th there's layers. Mm -hmm, um, okay. mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, on the personal side, uh, look, I, I, I always say that, uh, you know, my business, um, we're there to work. Um, we're not a country club, but at the same time, you know, I, I care about the people who work for me and yeah, I always tell them that, you know, um, look, you're, you're working for hard for me. I'm, I'm going to work hard for you. And I always try to, um, you know, uh, you know, we have like the, the company meetings, the company dinners and things of that nature. I think it's important. Um, a lot of us spend a lot of after hours time mm -hmm. together as well. Right. Um, that bonding is really important, um, and it, in all honesty, I wish I had more opportunity to uh, to do it even more. And I think through my changes in the the role that I'm going to right now in business development and strictly sticking to that, I think I'll be able to do that okay. more. Does that kind of mean like just setting tasks aside that you would normally do and freeing up more of your time? Well, one of the things is obviously bringing in more business. So when, when I'm productive, bringing in more business, obviously it makes things a little easier back at the home base. Sure. Things are working a little bit better in, back in the home base. You know, you have, you know, funding to do fun things. You've got, you know, the, the time because, um, you know, when things aren't in a crunch or in a push, um, then it's a little bit more comfortable and you can do those things. So okay. as we grow, we get uh, the opportunity to do those things. And they're definitely, you know, in focus and in my mind, there's a lot of people that, uh, that work for me that have, uh, grown from, you know, coming out of school and what have you, which is awesome. You know, so, you know, are you doing it like any internships or anything, or have we, you thought about that? We do have internships that we do, uh, every year right now. We, um, we have an intern that started with us, uh, Ryan, a couple months back, uh, that's been working out great, uh, who's going into the IT field. You know, hopefully we'll have, uh, you know, a spot for him as okay. he continues to grow and, and uh, continue with us. Um, and as a matter of fact, uh, it's it's funny. We've had we've hired full time two of uh, our four interns over the, the past five years. Mm. So, Interestingly yeah, enough, D, uh, Tony and I have tried to hire a few interns before, too. The problem is uh, our ads run on Craigli Craigslist and uh, <laughs> say females between 23 and 27. Uh, so I, I have two young interns on the DJ side, I do. It's I've, not an official internship. Josh, he never I've, showed up. No, not. Oh, oh, well. He doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> that was an official um, intern. He just didn't show up. But that's no, the only one that didn't work out, the official ones? He should just keep on the, doing unofficial uh, ones. The unofficial ones, they they work their asses off. Uh, you know, I think I would like to do hey, more. Hey, Mariana, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to get them involved right here in the studio in the I summer. Would like, I would like to have more interns for our company, but, it, you know, I think it's it's harder because D has kind of the more traditional office setup. We're virtual in many in a right. lot of senses, and I right, tried right. to do tough it with an manage. intern. It's, yep. it's a lot tougher to manage because a lot of the personalities we hire are are good at managing themselves mm -hmm. so we can do a lot of virtual meetings and not have a, not have a huge problem with that. Um, but I found I've jumped, I've tried a couple of different times to do interns and I find that they're, they haven't developed that skill yet. Mm -hmm. So the initiative, yeah, the, the initiative taking it, taking something on, you know, Maybe identifying you, you should more. stop trying to do the interns. Well, no, and <laughs> I, I did pick up on that. You yeah, said I, it. I, 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 uh, okay. Thank you so much. By the way, when he says virtual, did, did you want me to cut that out? No, 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 no. Say, when he says virtual, like office, let me give you a quick story. Is it I, like I'm SimCity? On, I'm on, I'm on the internet as I always am. And all of a sudden I have this little plug in 
for Google Plus that gives me alerts of anybody who does Google Hangouts. Okay. I get this alert. It says Mariano DeFabio is doing a Google Plus Hangout. So I joined. It was him and his buddy Sam from Avellion on the mm-hmm. West Coast, and the two of them were basically looking at each other as if like they've never seen anybody else in their life. <laughs> and it, I'm like, and I go in there, and you know, all of a sudden my video comes up, and the both of them just start laughing. It's like <laughs> one o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, I'm three like, guys oh. looking at each other on the internet in the middle of the night. Yeah, no, that, totally. no, that's cool. It's yeah, like, no, no, that's so cool. What is that site where you do the the random chat video roulette? chat roulette? Chat yeah, roulette. yeah. yeah. <laughs> except you all know each other, and you all knew you would be there. Yeah, and here's the difference: Google Plus Hangout, the videos are from the waist up chat roulette is from the waist down oh, is it? i didn't know any of that it's not thank you for enlightening yeah no but the reason why it failed basically or is failing is because it's 60 percent penis <laughs> it is and yeah anyway um okay so going back to the professional Skull level down. that we're in uh yeah. Continue, Mariano, please. <laughs> well, I was just you saying, how do you follow that? You were talking about video chatting. I, I would, yeah. I would actually like to talk more about. I would like you to talk a little bit more about setting up that intern program, or even the hiring process. You know, how do I, how do you identify when you're ready to hire more people? You said you knew it right from the start. So a mm-hmm. lot of businesses aren't going to start out that way. They're going to start out with the solopreneurs who are doing everything. Yeah. How did you know that you wanted to get to that level? How did you fund that? to start with because obviously you have no you have no money coming in when you're starting the business mm-hmm. and then um and then how did you get them the people that you initially hired to take ownership of the company and move forward with you so that was a lot of questions did anybody write those down i would imagine D, with that hiring for me like i'm thinking like i think the first person you hire is probably the most difficult challenge because you're trying to justify having a large chunk of money now. Right. Right? That's the first. Once you do it, then it's you realize, wow, I figured it out. It's fine. And then you can go from there. It, well, exactly. So, it's, it's about uh, goal setting. So, you know, knowing that that was, you know, one of the first goals, you wait until you have that revenue to be able to make that call. Right. You know, and sometimes you, you ride the front of the wave instead of behind the wave, yep. which is okay because as long as you have a plan within a certain period of time to get, you know, back behind the wave with that new hire and that expense... Because obviously, you know, what's the goal of a hiring? You know, to take workload off of you, which mm-hmm. gives you more time to do what to you need to do that brings in more Whether money. that's developing business so or what have you, right? It, it's, you know, setting those initial goals and keeping an eye on those. So down the line, uh, you know, I guess uh, the question was, you know, how did, what's the process and how did that evolve and what have you? I don't do my hiring today. I outsource it. So um, I have a, a business coach who we identify, um, and generally through uh, company need or business metrics, and I'll define those. Company need is something obvious, like, okay, I have this office, and now I need a receptionist. Okay, a receptionist isn't going to necessarily make money for you, so you look back at your P&L, and you see where you are, and you make the business decision, and you move forward. Somebody technical, which is the, the majority of our work that needs to be churned, we make those decisions, yes, based on financial, but also based on metrics. So in our office, I have uh, some some pretty cool systems that will, I have gauges and they tell me like ticket count, SLA, um, tells me, you know, where we are in sales for the month. And those are the tools that I use to kind of globally manage the business. So when the ticket count goes over a certain number and the SLAs are coming within reach of, uh, being exceeded, that's SLA, not good. SLA uh, being service level agreement. Okay. So it's like the guaranteed response times or guaranteed mm-hmm. res- resolution times. If I see that uh, for you know a, sh- 
a period of time that we're starting to reach those, um, that's when I go back into the business unit, which is the technical business unit, and say, hey, um, what's going on here? And then, you know, he gets the, the help desk manager involved and we figure out, okay, is this a, a temporary thing? What's going on? Do we have too many outside projects going on? Like, what's the problem? And if it's something that can be fixed, we fix it. If it's not, if it's something that can only be fixed by hiring another person, then we you start the motion decision, for that. Right. Yeah. Do you ever just like fuck with everybody and just shut everything off at like two o'clock in the morning on a <laughs> like Friday night for like five minutes I, just to get more calls coming in so you can bill them per app for a minute? I, no. no, I don't do that to okay. my clients, but I do uh, I do testing from time to time. Okay. Like um, quality control, if you will. I'll, I'll check to see who's on call and um, you know I'll, I'll call them or I'll launch some type of an alert just to see if they're on their toes. Nice. Okay. Um, you know, it, look, it, it's it's either. It's either me or a live client call. Right. And, I, you know, I would rather find a problem through me than a live client call. Right. You yes. handled my ridiculous question with utter professionalism. <laughs> he is quite good at that. He's not me? Being, no, he is quite good ridiculous at that. Well, yes, you're quite good at that, <laughs> too. Thank you so much. I want to credit. Um, I think Mariano now feels pressured that he should ask another question. <laughs> go ahead, Mariano. No, I actually wanted to go back to... Uh, the backup question, because I remember I I have I come from actually an IT background, mm -hmm. you know, before we did web development. And I remember one of the things that drove me absolutely crazy was no matter how much you told a customer, you have to back up this information. They don't. They don't. <laughs> yeah. And so um, so what advice would you give to small businesses in terms of setting things up and not necessarily related to your your pricing structure, but just general advice in terms of backing up their stuff, making sure that it's, that's current, you know, give them, give them an idea of how, what the calculation is between dollars lost for being down, mm -hmm. um, and having a good backup system in its place. That's a, that's a great point. So first let me get spiritual on you. And, um, <laughs> you know, it comes down to this, we make decisions based on pleasure or pain. Unfortunately, there's, there's, Two, um, two types of people, there's, you know, there's uh, the difference between being wise and being smart is someone who's smart learns from his own mistakes. Someone who is wise can learn from the mistakes of others. Mm -hmm. I, I wish everyone would just be wise mm -hmm. and learn from the mistakes of others because it's not a matter of if it will happen, it's a matter of when. You know, uh, we're talking about devices and hardware with moving parts and what have you. Um, eventually everything stops working. You know, if you don't change your oil in your car, um, and I knew someone who did this and drove to like 80,000 miles and eventually wondered why their engine seized. You know um, my wife? <laughs> By the way, this also goes for underwater, uh, for plumbing under your home in case you ever need to. Just, Inside joke. It's true. It's true. Um, so... Uh, Everybody needs to have it. It's one of those uh, things you, you have to have a backup plan. And, and basically the scary truths behind that is, look, if you're a small business, you know, one to five people and you lose your data uh, and you don't have a backup, I, I don't know how many people can recover from that. But I, I will give you statistics on businesses that actually report failures and problems. Essentially, 80% of businesses that lose data have a very high uh, percentage of um, of going out of business within the first 18 months of a, of a major catastrophe. 
eighty percent. I mean, that's that's really that's a scary number. But and, everybody listening is in that twenty percent that that'll say it's not going to happen to me. Well, of course, everybody <laughs> that listens to this podcast, of course, is backing up and following you know, proper <laughs> as we speak, possibly. Yes. Um, but uh, you know, and it, and it varies from from state to state, and I think um, you know there's some complexities with those numbers and in various verticals and what have you. Look, if if you're you know you're just utilizing the computer to surf the web and research information, no big deal. It's probably not going to be a big deal. Um, but if you know you have an accounting system, you have some type of database system, or you know you you store files, it's everything. You know, I know uh, in our office, um, we're completely green. Papers that come in aren't in paper form after 30 days. They're digitized and stored and then shredded. And most businesses, eventually, with the amount of data that we all process and that we take in, you know, even that small business that gets a couple faxes a day or, you know, some emails or, you know, some printouts, what have you, you're talking about a lot of information. The cool thing is scanners have gotten uh, much faster, a lot uh, less expensive. Every, there's no reason why somebody can't have a scanner or even scan their own bills and what have you. Right. But that takes storage. So, uh, okay, great. We, we have this, this amazing piece of equipment in the corner of the room. It's our computer that we store all this information on. Sometimes uh, most people have way too much trust in that device, you know, and unfortunately the day that they realize the importance if it's not honed in right from day one is when they experience pain out of some type of data loss. Hmm. It's a bad time to take on a client. It's a bad time to put all of those uh, systems in forward motion to back up in the future. Um, it's prevention for me, you know, mm-hmm. drill it, drill it, drill it. I do have clients that, you know, think, um, you know, you're backing up all the servers. Do we... Do we have to back up the desktops and stuff uh, as well? And I tell them, well, um, the way our service works is it's not an option. It's it's in there whether you whether you need it or want it or not. Choice is a consumer's worst nightmare. Is a worst enemy sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to just Very as often, an expert, yes. as a professional. Yep. You know, you can obviously. That's why when I see pricings like different tiers and whatnot, mm-hmm. as long as your base price is giving me really what I need in case. Shit happens. Yeah. After that, there are options I'm sure you can provide. Yeah. But like you said, the desktop thing, they might say, well, I don't want to pay an extra X amount of dollars for Not the desktop. Right. You don't have, you shouldn't give them that as an option. That should be part of it because you as a professional, you know, uh, should know to tell them that. And you obviously well, do. Yeah. And I think that that's where somebody's expertise comes in is. And someone like Amercon can come in and say, and give the customer, not give the customer options, but um, start the dialogue of why you're hiring Amercon and right. why they're the expert in terms of making sure your data is safe. And that's why the base platform it, it includes those five things that we talked about earlier. And backup is a part of it, whether it's a server or desktop or a laptop, it doesn't matter. It's still going to get backed up because uh, A, it's there and it's included. B, when it does crash, uh, you know, we can quickly recover. And then they're like, oh, wow, that that was pretty cool. So that yeah. base price yeah. even can be for the one-person, two-person shop type yeah. of thing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm not trying to pin you to anything, but just a ballpark, like, price. So if anybody does want to, I mean, sure, they can contact you, and Mariano's going to pick up the first 50% of the bill. <laughs> uh, but, like, you know, people... I thought he was paying the first year. <laughs> we've said it before, but when people don't know what to ask, they mm-hmm. always ask how much. So... I'm just, a, if, uh, a network you can um, 
uh, to kind of gauge a pricing model. And again, there are, there are options that um, you know certain businesses are a better fit for than others. But you, you have to figure about uh, between thirty and about uh, sixty dollars per employee, really. Mm-hmm. Okay. If, you, if you could look at it that way, mm-hmm. is that I, a monthly? Yeah, roughly. Yeah. And By I, the way, your pricing only holds for thirty days, and this podcast is coming out in thirty days. So, excellent. So, <laughs> so, so whatever you want. I mean, you know, we do have uh, we have clients that you know when you have more network infrastructure and what have you, that price obviously could yeah, go up. But uh, you know the small business under ten, you could pretty much you're in the, like the forty to fifty dollars per uh, per employee range, uh, per month, and that's literally it's kind of the all the IT very need, reasonable, totally you know? very reasonable. Yeah, it is. But I think if you're one person, I know at one point, in, if when I first started out my business, had I hear you speaking mm. with all the professional terms. I might say to myself, you know, he's definitely out of my price range, right. but clearly it's yeah. not. And that's why, because we have a lot of people who listen, who might only have one or two or three employees. Yeah. So I want them to understand clearly that it's, if and you even know what Carbonite is, granted, Carbonite has its own fees, but this is totally very reasonable well, and yeah. they can contact you. Well, and I think the I think the advantage to that over something like Carbonite or Dropbox which I mean, we he's use, here. That's one major advantage. Well, he's here, but he, I I also know D service, and I think D service puts that personal aspect into it that White you don't glove. get with right. You don't White get glove. with uh, Dropbox. Dropbox and yeah. Carbonara, but very much self service. Right. Yes. Yeah. You know, right, um, right. they don't know you. They don't know you, and and D, it's almost like you do have that staff member, and you you have that staff member more on demand than you do. You have to hire somebody for a full year, mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. IT staff can be pretty expensive, a pretty expensive Definitely. line item for a business. Yeah. To have a service like D's, you're really kind of only using what you need as right. opposed to using it's a fraction a of the cost and um it's providing so much more i mean we, we get the the question all the time like uh to hire or not to hire you know an internal employee to do it we're, we're more than just the labor you know we are the backup systems with the security systems that and you're not just hiring one person we have a staff of people right. so there's a diverse uh, amount of skill sets, um, you know, ranging from your your Cisco engineers to your Microsoft engineers to, you know, Exchange Server, you know, all the things that you could need. When you hire a single person, there's a couple of things you need to worry about. A, uh, how how experienced are you with hiring an IT person? You know, mm-hmm. are you hiring the right person? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Um, so there's one thing. You know, you might know your business really well, but do you do you know how to hire an IT person? Do you know what to ask for, what to look for? We have all those things. Uh, another thing, you hire a person. Usually, what happens with IT is um, you're buying a stagnant skill. You know, like whatever they're they're out on the job market. If they have the opportunity to certify and and retrain and what have you, they're going to do it. And then they're running around putting out fires for the next five years for you. Rarely having time to keep up with keep certification up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and That's new technology. Very interesting. We are we are doing that for thousands of endpoints we're learning every day from different businesses different areas different services that are being used and we're collaborating all that to be so much more powerful than just being able to hire one person the other thing is um you know uh, business continuity most it people uh are not very good uh trackers of information and documentation Mm -hmm. and you know unfortunately usually what happens is well they don't necessarily want to because then they could potentially be a commodity and be replaceable too Mm -hmm. so there's you know i'm not saying that everybody you know does that or what have you we've cleaned up a lot of messes like that and you know if the person god forbid gets hit by a bus we actually 
took over a project that was midstream, one IT guy, and uh, the, the guy got into an unfortunate motorcycle accident. Mm. And so literally the next you know weekend, we had to do a, an entire migration on systems. We had no idea what was going on mm. and get this company, which was a, an oil company, back up and running really quickly. Um, the other thing is, is burnout. You know, you have that one IT guy, he's running around like crazy doing all these things. They too need to take a vacation. They too have sick days, right. you know, all these things. Now what? You're paying <laughs> 60, 80, 100, $110,000 for this one IT person. And then it's not doing you any good when that server crashes or something goes the week that they're away in Bermuda. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, you know, what we're selling is we're selling automation. We're selling um, a more efficient delivery of support. We're selling uptime and availability. We're selling business continuity. And, you know, we're really selling a, a service that it, even the attorney or the, the, the uh, one-person shop is getting the same level of quality, the same level of technology and know-how, and just, but just servicing their one machine. So it's, it's, it's got tremendous value. In 1996, I was A-plus certified by CompUSA. Is that impressive? <laughs> or CompUSA or CompTIA? CompUSA. CompUSA. Interesting. Yeah. I worked for CompUSA for seven years. I know that's impressive. A-plus certification. <laughs> do you still that's have awesome. a badge? Do you, yeah, do you still have it? I hope not. Okay. No. I, 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 actually, I hope I'm B-plus certified now or something. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Really? Passing B-plus, right? huh? Uh, yeah. I, I do have one more question for you. Okay. You, you are Where's from CompUSA and was that your fault? I, let me tell you, I can, after the podcast, I'll tell you stories I, I about CompUSA. I get it. The back, what happened, the whole history, I could do a documentary of it. Yes, like, but we'll save that. But we'll for we'll off the save record. that for next another podcast. podcast. <laughs> off, no, no, I'm not. Rec- I'm not getting that on recording. <laughs> no I'll, I'll get sued. Uh, please go ahead, ask your question. So the 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 last question I re- was really thinking about is, you have this model based on, um, based on backups, based on managed services. How has the cloud application kind of era that we're entering into? changed your business model or or how is it changing how you're viewing the future because you mentioned before you know businesses have um for example quicken or quickbooks Mm -hmm. rather on their local computer well now quickbooks offers a web interface for that and that's automatically backed up for them so really all they need is a browser and their computer essentially becomes an empty shell for them in terms of the data Mm -hmm. that they need backed up how is how is your model changing based on uh, based on that? And where do you see the cloud application um, applications going in the future? Okay, so first, uh, you know, IT is even going. Uh, it's going further than just like your your PC. I mean, uh, your smart homes are are uh, have Ethernet going into refrigerators these yeah. days, mm-hmm. into washing machines and yep. management and what have you. Not to say that I want to get into the washing machine management business, <laughs> um, but just to show you, there's things that we haven't even thought of yet that are going to be, you know, applications that are going to require, you know, support and what have you. Um, now, uh, the benefit, um, you know, to me and how things change, yes, there could be things that have the potential of being thrown in the cloud where you don't necessarily have to have your data center infrastructure for business or your data necessarily residing on site, which does save you some money 
on you know build out cost of you know depending on how what kind of a demand you have batteries uh, backup power backup internet things of that nature um but uh let's look at the the shell that you talked about um still has a hard drive mm-hmm. still is susceptible to viruses still susceptible it, you know it has an operating system on it to get to a browser um, you're not going to be able to get, um, you know, a, a, a smart or a dumb terminal to do everything that you need it to do, um, in the, in the business world. Um, and it's still going to need administration. It's still going to need security protection. It's still going to need some level of effort, what have you. Um, so in those instances, uh, we're, we're supporting those, uh, that inside infrastructure. We're also supporting, wherever the servers are hosted, uh, the server hosts in the cloud, they're not necessarily providing the administration support on the actual equipment. Mm-hmm. They're making sure it's up. They're making sure that the device is on and things of that nature, but they're not certainly not going in and saying, oh, you have, you know, you have a database on your exchange server that's getting too big. What, what do you want us to do about it? You know, mm-hmm. so uh, that layer of support, which is, um, it's really, um, it's that the last yard, you know, instead of, uh, you know, that level is still always going to be there. Now, the other interesting thing is um, let's look at uh, there's certain industries that are never going to want to put things just into the cloud. You've got public cloud and you've got private cloud. Public cloud, like your Googles and what have you, um, they don't have to comply with certain regulatory demands. There's certain people in, in various industries, everything from medical to legal to uh, financial services that can't they're going to be limited. They're not going to be able to put their stuff into their cloud because they need all the compliance. So uh, depending on the size of the um, the company, uh, you can design and develop your own cloud and serve it to the rest of your branches and what have you, which is still a data center. You mm-hmm. know, still needs everything that, that your normal uh, stuff needed. Um, but let's say you're a company where you can throw it in the cloud. There's two cautions that I have when deciding on-site or in the cloud. There are certain things that you save when putting things into the cloud, and then there's certain expenses that you take on that are actually can be uh, exceedingly greater. You know, for instance, um, a lot of cloud a lot of cloud models based on storage space and and growth. Right. I've seen companies outsource their exchange, you know, and start off with like $500 a month, and all of a sudden, you know, a couple of years down the line, they're paying like $2,500 a month. Yeah. Um, you could do it for less on your own in in house or creating your own you know your own private cloud. So I think there's still a very fine line where that fits in and where it works. Um, you know the other thing to bring out real quick too, you have a lot of uh, of the medical practices that are moving into uh, hosted solutions in the cloud from their software providers. So they're obviously compliant. Um, they're storing your data so they know what needs to happen. It's very focused and, and specifically based for the medical field. So they're covered for HIPAA compliance and what have you. Um, and they're feeling that it's going to reduce their costs. So the other side of that is, okay, well, all your data is now in the cloud. What happens when your internet goes out? Mm-hmm. What happens when mm-hmm. your power goes out? You talk to your wife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so you're still going to need a backup generator. Uh, you're still going to need uh, redundant internet lines to be able to access your data. Because for all intents and purposes, I've seen doctor's offices where literally they had to they have a full 
uh, waiting room and they had to stop intaking clients to go to the doctors because they had no uh, written process on how to wow. manually process any of these people. How crazy is Because that? everything is on that screen and the internet went out. And it was as simple as like resetting a router, but they didn't know that. You right? want the robots to take over, don't you? This is all part of the master plan. <laughs> Because he's, he's <laughs> leading the tribe. This is iRobot. This is happening. Yeah. Terminator, they're going to come. Yeah, I know. Working. Transformers. This is all, it's like the Hulu thing where they're eating our brain. You I know, actually like, am a robot. <laughs> uh, get lemon juice. You're, throw it al- you're almost <laughs> lifelike. <laughs> right. There's lemon juice on them. Mariano knows that. I, yes. I'm very consistent, very robotic. Um, right. But, you know, it's these are a lot of things that, uh, you know, is the cloud going to take over everything or have you? Like you have people giving that whole buzz. I don't think so. Screw people. I don't think so. Everybody's scared of everything and everybody's this and that's yeah. all because of cable TV. News. Well, even Larry Ellison at one point said that that all computers, the network computer was going to be the next big thing and that was mm-hmm. that was in the 1990s and still hasn't happened. Yet. I think we should yeah. hug people more often. I think we should too. Yeah. I think too much technology is in the way I, now. I do Bullshit. think that smart terminals will eventually they could even be like a line item on your cable vision bill where you where you haas hardware as a service. A device that gets you just a browser and and to be able to store data online and what have you. Right. Um, it, it, residential market, I think it would be great for. Um, they haven't done it yet. I, I do see some relevance in that. Um, and again, it, but it's it's one of the reasons why Amercon's goal and focus is is more towards business, because the business demand on on the services that we provide are always going to be there. You know, if they want to stay open, open. and running. Yeah. <laughs> Did Mariano awesome. tell you that we, we give an app suggestion at the end of the podcast? An no. app suggestion? Didn't. No. Yeah. Okay, That's so you're awesome. going to have about, well, Tony and Mariano time frame to, uh, which will be, <laughs> could be anywhere between 30 seconds to 49 seconds. I'm good. I've got one. Uh, <laughs> already. Well, I thought, oh, really? I think, I go, okay. Well, in that case, let's hold your thought and let's go right to Mariano here <laughs> and see if Mariano's got. Mariano, you used Dragon Dictation four times already. You can't do that. <laughs> no, okay? I didn't. Yeah, but yeah, it's didn't a new use, year. Yeah, don't, do give me a ki- don't give me a new game that your Siri, kid is playing on the Siri iPad. Siri is You're really awesome. You're not going to say Siri is awesome. No, the only thing I have, and I haven't fully had the chance to to play with it yet, but I just got No, this is... Okay. <laughs> There's a couple of things actually. Oh, There's, <laughs> uh, but you guys already use Angry Birds. Yeah. <laughs> use, use. That's such a good. Use. If you say Angry Birds um, space, maybe we haven't done it since. Go ahead, Mariana, please. So, uh, so I got a Craftsman garage door opener, and they have this thing called AccuLink. Oh. Okay. And you're able to, you're a- actually able to set up something connected to your your hub in your home, and you're able to Switch. control your garage door <laughs> right. from your iPhone. And so if you're somewhere else in the country and you need to let someone into your house, get out. You can just use your iPhone this iPhone app that they have for it right. and uh, and open the garage open and close the garage door. So the next it's step neat. not to give you a heart attack, but you, you can integrate that with a home automation system where you can actually set the temperature of your house. Oh, alarm. You can uh, yes. alarm uh, your lights. Well, my alarm uh, system actually that I just installed, the guy is able to change cameras. my settings. He's also able to look in your room at night. No. <laughs> we have no cameras installed. Just motion For $300, go buy Nest, the thermometer. Mariano the actually offered that and said, I'll pay for the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Cam, Cam He's 4. Good. He's good. Don't go to Cam He's 4. Good. Please don't go to Cam 4. I just, okay. uh, uh, please, you had a couple? You said or, or like no, I was going No, I was going to say the other one that we're looking at right now is uh, Contractually. Okay. Which is a an online contract management system. Okay. 
um, which allows you to kind of put together pieces, you know, contracts are very dynamic and they have to be, they have to address certain needs of a customer. But this, this allows you to put certain pieces in place so that you can drag and drop and build a, build a custom contract for customers from preset, from preset things that you've defined. Now, um, and it's contractual, isn't it dot ly? It's dot ly. And I, I know this app. It's fine. <laughs> I was thunder. I, mean, I, I know every app. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you <laughs> I wasn't saying you didn't. What did I just say? I, you never introduced it before. No, I took your thunder. I, I, it's Sorry. a little bit of. Uh, How okay. long does this go on? It, it was actually. Just, we didn't have the car ride over together. <laughs> oh my god! I'm wearing corduroys. I'm all thrown up. Yeah, I said corduroys. I mentioned it. Okay. Oh my god! It was, yeah. it was not done. Uh, it was. It was. Uh, it was done actually for freelancers originally. Okay. So I, I don't know if it's going to fit with our organization, but I thought I'd mention it because I thought. It was pretty cool, yeah, cool concept. Totally. totally, Antonio. You guys are gonna laugh. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up the Lose It app. Are you guys familiar with the Lose It app? If anybody's looking, I'm at- not gonna answer. <laughs> which <laughs> I means, every which means I'm gonna see you. I'm gonna see you online, right? <laughs> Lose It app for the iPhone. Um, it may be for other platforms. I'm not really sure. So if you're looking to uh, actually keep track of what you eat, how many calories you take in, and possibly set a goal to lose a couple a couple of pounds. Mariana, pay attention. Exactly. <laughs> and possibly uh, work your exercise routines into that. It actually uh, puts all of that together for you. You set a goal, basically, uh, and the span of the goal. So say you want to lose 10 pounds in three months or whatever the case might be. It'll work out your calorie count per day and what you should stick to. Uh, it takes in exercise as well. So if you do exercise, it'll actually deduct that and balance that off. And I got to say, it's, I've been using it for about three weeks. It's actually pretty on. I do not exercise. Well, so it shows. <laughs> Shut up. But if for no other reason, it does kind of open your eyes as to um, you know how much your food costs, so to speak. And case in point, and I'll keep this brief. The other day, I was in a hurry. I didn't have any lunch or breakfast. I ran out. I grabbed a bagel from Dunkin' Donuts on the way out to to uh, a meeting. And I said, that's going to be my lunch. So I popped it into the app later in the afternoon. That bagel cost me 400 calories. And I ate it in about four minutes because I was starving. And I was hungry about 70 minutes later. So that calorie or that, that bagel was pretty expensive if you think about it. Whereas I've actually calculated... How many calories are in a breakfast I'll make here at home, which I do often, and it'll come in under that, mm-hmm. and it'll Last keep it, it, it'll keep me you Good know till til yeah. lunch at least. So cool. I know that was a lot of information. Absolutely uh, not tech savvy, but if you guys are into uh, just keeping track of what you're eating. Good. Cool. It's a good app. We always like those outside. Yeah, uh, they're outside the box. And there is a website, actually. You can sign up. It's for free. It creates an account. So if you have an iPhone, an iPad, and a computer, you can log that stuff in from anywhere. And it'll just keep track of everything for you. Awesome. Big brother. <laughs> it's the cloud. Track everything for you. <laughs> That's why RunKeeper. All you, D. Yes, Got an app? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, actually, um, I actually want to talk about the app that is on my new phone that I got uh, last week. It's um, called Smart Actions. Um, I have a Droid. I have the Droid Max X... YZ five thousand. <laughs> it figures it takes the IT tech guy to have the first app not on an iPhone after twenty episodes. <laughs> yes, and everybody else. I got the Droid sixty four three. 
please. I guess it's the Droid X Max, and uh, the cool thing about this is it it um, it actually popped up one day, uh, the first day that I got it, and said, "Hey, we have some recommendations for you." So I'm like, "All right, all right you're gonna recommend something to me?" <laughs> and um, you know I actually I, I was reading it, and um, there's uh, two things that are really important in this that that are really uh, cool. A, it has a, a meeting smart action. So when I'm in a meeting or have a scheduled meeting in my calendar, it goes to silent so that I don't get interrupted during the meeting, which is, it, for me, it's pretty cool because my, my phone rings all the time. And then it comes back out of it automatically when I'm outside the meeting or when the, uh, the, um, the scheduled time is over. Then also it has a, a sleep function that I program. So after a certain time at night, it goes into silent and then uh, doesn't come back on until a certain hour in the morning. Hmm. Now, the cool thing is you could set uh, certain people to uh, uh, do an through. access list, uh -huh. uh, like your wife, your girlfriend, whatever it might be, your attorney, your CPA. <laughs> um, well, it's funny. Right. You said wife, attorney, and CPA all with the same kind of inflection. Right. They, well, they, cause all they're all cost on, and money. They're all on that list um, <laughs> that they can get through no matter what hour they call at. Um and uh, I just thought that was great. It's it's been blocking things uh, during times where they should be, and allowing things to come through when they're you know of the utmost urgency. So it what's the name of the app? Again? It, so it works. Is what you're it saying. actually comes with the operating yeah. system, and it's it's oh, just okay. called Smart Actions. It's a it's really a, an app option in the OS. Okay, nice. but it's in the apps folder, so technically it is an app. Uh -huh. Okay. So there. So I like <laughs> uh, for, speaking of apps, let me just give a plug to someone who listens to the podcast. And he's a pretty cool guy. He does apps, CarusoApps.com. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, go check him out if you're looking for an app. Uh, so Caruso Apps, you can find him on Twitter and all that stuff. Uh, yes, uh, thank you. My 16 app suggestions. Well, one of them is called... Oh, you were gonna, uh, you're no. bitching at me for but two? I, but I'll say quick. 60. Mine is Model Release. It's a 499 iPhone app. Or an iPad app. If you're out there and you're a photographer or you're just a regular person taking pictures uh, and you take a picture of someone, sometimes you need a quick release form. These are preset releases hmm. that you can hmm. just open up and that person can sign on your iPhone and you have your model release. So a lot of photographers, wedding industry, listen to us. It's $4.99 in the iPhone store and iPad app, iPad and iPhone app. But uh, yeah, it's instant release. They're all set, legal, That's everything. Cool. For so, are you going to start like a side business of yeah. just taking random pictures of? I'm in the wedding pretty... industry, so a lot of, they, these people, you That's know, a lot awesome. of wedding people listen. Can to I it. connect that to my Square app so that when they sign, they're actually giving me money? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> somebody, somebody jailbreak that. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't have an answer for that. Okay. Um, um, I'm sorry. No, Legally I speaking, no. I was looking at the app. <laughs> Thank you. Let me take a picture for clarifying. of clarifying. Attach a photo. Every, okay. Um, and let me just say quickly. Now, we talked about this before. It, Optimum Online Cablevision. Yes. Remember when they came out with the uh, iPad? You can watch everything on your iPad yes. and your iPhone. Yes. So then Comcast and Time Warner and Cox uh, all jumped on board and they were all, well, it's COX. Yeah, 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 Verizon. Cox, COX. What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they all kind of got pissed at Cablevision because they're like, now we all have to do this. So now Cablevision has come out with uh, to go. So basically, you can now watch cable anywhere as long as you have your subscription. You can watch it. You don't have to be at home. You just have to be connected to your Wi-Fi. So now you can watch it to go pretty much anywhere, which is kind of what Slingbox did, where you would pay. Slingbox is a program where you spend 200 bucks get the box and you can watch cable your cable tv yeah. as if you're home anywhere yeah. but optimum cablevision is kind of introducing this as a concept hmm. 
So you can now. I think Verizon does that too. What's the app? I I, I don't think it's Cablevisions. No, it's uh, well, Cablevision is think, it's called Cablevision, but they renamed or rebranded themselves as Optimum Online or Optimum TV. No, yeah, but I don't I don't know that it's exclusive to Optimum though. Is well, what I'm saying. I, I don't I don't have a well I'm well because we're we're on Optimum. Right. Yeah. You go check it out. <laughs> if you don't have it, then you dicks. Um, all right. Stupid. Yeah. Uh, another podcast in the can. D, thank you very much for coming out yes. and enduring yeah, this. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Amercon. Episode 021. Amercon.com. <laughs> Zing. D, you'll never get the last word. Rockstarpodcast.com. Amercon.com. Thank you. He edits. I live here. I going to say Drop House. He's going to say Drop House. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me.